galactic civil war spreads across the sun. From the height of Coruscant to fiery Mustafa. To fight the evil empire, for people join the fray. These are the heroes of the Hydean Welcome to way. Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures in the set in the fantasy flight game Star Wars RPG line. Currently... Our story is Friends Like These, and it can be found as a standalone module. This is Act 2, Episode 5, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. And I'm like Amp, you know, the droid formerly known as TV-93, and I'm like all into enemy demoralization. It's like they're like, we're going to beat you, and we're like, no, we're going to beat you, and we go back and forth like that, and it gets kind of like, you know, annoying, and then that really demoralizes them. Oh, I shoot things and hack also. Dude. Uh, I'm Chris. I play Mandalorian Commando Motu Ordo, and my mother is dead! Dead, I tell you! <laughs> Looks pretty lively to me. <laughs> hey, this is Kith, curiously the most emotionally justed of this team. Um, uh, also the one that's most mechanically apt. And hi there, I'm Christine, and I play Mandalorian Commando Mrs. Ordo, with the duty of tormenting my long-lost son who thinks I'm dead. That's like your part-time gig, though. Also- Oh yeah, I guess the rest of the time I'm Nematolomy. Also, Mrs. Ordo and NTV are, like, totally engaged. TV's gonna be Matu's dad. It, it is gonna be the cutest wedding. Just saying, she obviously is after me. But then again, according to you, everybody's after you. Well, not everybody. I mean, there's- well, some people do have guns. Who could resist that chassis? Kith raises a hand. Like most people. You just keep your hands off my chassis. As much as possible. <laughs> yeah, and then you guys break the GM. All right, good on you. To get to know our characters a little bit better, I like asking a question at the beginning of an episode. And in this particular case, I'm going to ask TV. Well, okay. Imp, back on Zorn, there's starting to be a bit of a droid platoon being created. You've got some destroyer droids, you've got some hyenas that are like playing volleyball with the destroyers. How are you facing the prospects of being in charge of them? Well, I've got like a long history of being in charge of droids. You know, there was like this battle where like, you know, about 15 Jedi Knights were coming after my units and I only had like, you know, about 30. Every time it, the number gets larger. <laughs> well, there was, you know, the Jedi plus all the clones and, you know, the Padawans and stuff. Anyway, it was like this overwhelming force and I like had just a few droids and I just fought this, you know, valiant last stand. You know, we were kind of like there in this little narrow gap just holding back the forces and, you know, this is droidia, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, so I'm thinking that I can do pretty good with this. You know, I've got way more droids now and then I've got these other people uh, like uh, what's her name? And uh, Kith and uh, Matu to, like, help. And they're, like, pretty good at the whole, you know, blowing stuff up thing. So I think that between, like, my massive technical skills and, like, their stuff and everything that... Wait, I don't have technical skills. But I still think that we can do pretty good because uh, um, it's, like, going to be okay, I think. I'm not worried much. Much. All right. To get a quick recap of what went on in the last episode or two, I'm wanting to call upon Matu. Nothing happened. <laughs> at all. Nobody met their long-lost mother, <laughs> who is dead, because she's dead, and there's no one to meet. Nobody dragged a 
partially crazy clan Baroya clanswoman onto the ship and then accidentally gave her too much Narglatch milk. That's all that happened. Okay? Something else we need to talk about. TV remembers Scarif really, really well. He went in on this weird tangent about this girl named Jin Erso and his, her father. There's some sort of subplot about a, a guy named Cassian Andor. And then there's a part where he somehow knew Bail Organa was talking about a Jedi. It was very detailed. How do you know all that? What? Who's R2-D2? I think it helps that he can actually plug his memory into a ship. He also does a lot of drugs. <laughs> Who knows how much of that is real? That's true. <laughs> Maybe not. Should not believe him. That's what you guys are worried about. Now I'm thinking about Amp and R2 getting together and like just having a conversation. That scares me. Jim was totally into me. Wait, so now you were on Scarif? I'm just saying. She was on a lot of planets. No, 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 no. He was on Scarif. Excellent percussionist. I'm just... I don't even... I just know. I'm going to go over there now. <laughs> All right. So when we last left our crew, they had just returned the Mandalorian tulls that had been captured back to the mercenary camp and were just about to disembark after Nima had gotten in contact with Cal Corsa to find out what bargaining chips that she had. And Iris Wipe to... Actually, yeah, I'm sort of figuring the uh, three. You've got Matu there, who's trying not to look towards the person who's purporting to be his mother. You've got Kith and trying to keep a bit of a eye on Amp, as Amp is trying to keep an eye on her, but, well, it's Amp, and Amp is Amping. <laughs> is there a reason that droid keeps looking at me? You don't want to know. Hi, I'm Amp. Hi, I'm Lita. Nice to meet you, Lita. Puts out his hand. She'll actually shake it. This is kind of embarrassing, but uh, I'm actually like Matu's best friend in the world. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're really close. We've, we've gone through some, some troubling times together, so uh, I just wanted to say, you know, you've raised just a wonderful, wonderful son. Well, I didn't actually do much of the raising, but um, I would like to hear about some of the adventures you've had with him, if you care to share. Sure, maybe we can uh, swap stories. I'd love to hear what Matu was like as a little Mandalorian. <laughs> it's a deal. Was he difficult to potty train? <laughs> <laughs> as so many biologics are. Oh my, yes, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> For the four of you, is there anything that you're willing to do before heading off to do the negotiation? Or to finally see if you can finally get in to attempt to do a negotiation? Nope. Kith has no reason to be here. She's just kind of hanging out with Raimi. And yeah, Raimi's just sort of trying to keep an eye on the Mandalorians and Tulls as he had been told to. Amp is just swapping stories. Which Lita will happily do so with you. Just kind of tossing back and forth, sharing memories. And she definitely has a lot of questions about Matu. And is eating up anything you have to tell her, even the embellishments. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much time do we have before we're actually called to negotiate? Like, is is there still a gap there, or is it pretty immediate? As soon as you set down and make your way to the gate, again, you've got the two bucket heads there who cross their force pikes in front of you. But then Cad pushes his way through waves his hand for you to come in, like, shoving those two 
to the side and actually clearing the way for you to get in. So we're getting some first-class service this time around. <laughs> Sorry about that. There was a hut, and you've got an idea on how those huts are. They're just they're so finicky about how they get their contracts set up. Oh, I know how huts are. And they always think that they can put one over on you. That they do. Well, hopefully this won't put... What's the proper title of your clan leader? She is our chieftain. Well, hopefully this won't put Chieftain Boreai in too foul of a mood. Sometimes you just know that this will be something that she might find very profitable in the long run. Now, who is with Nima for this? Because she would at the very least want Matu with her. Is the whole squad coming? Or is anybody um, staying out of this? I think Gamp would be staying with Mom. Kith? Kith is milling about. If if there's anything that looks remotely interesting, she'll go be interested. But if, if you want her on hand, she'll come. Uh, Nima leaves it as an open invitation, fully making it apparent that this is a negotiation. So how interesting that is depends on, on Kith. Yeah, no, she's uh, not Matu coming. is the only one she's, yeah, she's expressly <laughs> wants with her because Mandalorians. And it gives him a nice excuse to get away from mom. <laughs> and Raimi's there standing beside Kith, putting out some of the tunes that he's found that Kith likes. Awesome. We're bebopping. All right, so it's Nima and uh, uh, would Matu come, Chris? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nima and Matu are behind uh, Cad. As Cad turns to lead you inside, he gets about halfway inside and then yells out, Oh yeah, Verica! And he nods at this massive woman in black and red armor. These are the potential clients I picked up at Vlimis Station. Any motions for the two of you to take position on the opposite side of a hollow tank as he pulls in beside Vera. Thank you, Marisha Plaka. Vera tilts her head and looks you over for a moment. I appreciate your patience, but you've picked a very busy day to hire Mandalorian. Now, what brings you to Aramurat? I am Matu Ordo of the Clan Ordo. Once, many generations ago, our clans were allies. Why, yes. It has been many, many years since Baroya and Ordo have allied themselves. Some would say far too long. I've come here to you for aid. We are about to engage in a very pressing battle. One of great importance for the galaxy. And only fine Mandalorian warriors such as yourself will be suitable for its defense. I have already shown my honor and reliability to you of Clan Baroya by risking my life and the life of my friends to save one of your own. And for that, I thank you. It had been eating at me that I wasn't able to send a search party out for them, especially with reports of the Talls group getting in close to us. The Talls are remarkable warriors, but that's not what we are here to discuss. We need your aid. Will you honor our history and our brave actions today by lending your weapons to our side? I think we need to provide a few more details on that. I shouldn't have to. As much as your call to arms stirs the Mandalorian within me, I must think of my clan. If we turn aside this contract for the hut, we need to be compensated. I have responsibilities to make sure that my people eat. Listen to yourself. The reliability of your clan. What kind of life does your clan live now? Here on some barren ice rock, far away from the center of the galaxy, 
working for slimy crime lords for scraps? Listen, think of our history, chieftain. We, once, were the conquerors of this galaxy. We were feared. We were the menace. And then, when the Jedi put us in our place, we became a laughing stock, divided amongst ourselves between those who proclaimed peace, those who watched for death, and those of us who tried to cling to the old ways, the true ways. And you, well, you must also cling to the true ways, otherwise why would you be here? Mandoa Dardigu, which roughly translates to a Mandalorian never forget. We taste the thirst for blood and excitement like anyone else, and we put ourselves in mortal danger for our clan and for the true Mandalore. But at the moment, the Mandalore is not here and not seeming to be coming. Ah, you talk about Mandalore and a great unifier. I'm not asking you to slake your thirst for blood or to stoke the fires of the rage that burns inside every true Mandalorian. What I'm asking you to do is to think of the long picture. We can't continue to be the outsiders in this galaxy. No matter who's in charge, an empire, a republic, a group of Jedi, we are always the outsiders, the different ones. We need to be part of the entire galaxy, living as a whole, bound together. The only way to do that is to have a seat at the table. That's why I fight on behalf of the Rebel Alliance. Once we've overthrown the Empire, and they've seen the deeds that I can do as a Mandalorian, and hopefully with you, we can show them that we are not just mercenaries to be bought and sold. We are a people whose culture, whose bravery, whose ingenuity can be brought forth to the galactic discussion. We can help shape a new society where we no longer have to live on the fringes, where we don't have to sell out our morals for either Death Watch or for true pacifism. We can be ourselves and let ourselves be accepted as amongst all of the other great peoples of this galaxy. We don't have to be proven superior. And yes, you can survive now. You can shoot for the huts and feed your bellies and live another day. But what will happen to your children and your grandchildren? Who will they have to shoot on behalf of, of someone other ploy for greed? How many times are they going to have to sully their own honor just to keep food in their mouths? Are you going to just continue this cycle endlessly, waiting for some messiah, some chosen one to ascend from above to rescue you? Or are you going to take matters into your own hands and place ourselves in the center of the action? While Matu is speaking, Nima is trying not to give away any of what she's feeling here, because she's horribly conflicted, because this is not how you conduct a negotiation as she understands it. <laughs> and yet, she doesn't fully understand Mandalorian culture, and Matu has presented this argument of appealing to their honor, as opposed to credits or ships or anything else. And for the moment, she's got to let this slide and see where it ends up. As... Nima sort of standing there with her fairly horrified look, and Matu is appealing to her sense of honor. She just starts laughing a little. You can see sort of a relaxation come across her. I'm guessing you realize that we didn't discuss our negotiation plan before we came in here. <laughs> it has been a long, long time since I had heard anyone talk of honor the way that your friend here does. He truly believes it. Mm. As did my father before me. When he was killed, 
it fell to me to take over this clan. Mechanically, that means I'm skipping a roll. As you can see, I do have commitments and I must honor my commitments. But, as you can see, most of my warriors are spoken for. And this does sound like dangerous work. Still, I will send you a squad of warriors, which will be more than enough for what you say. Well, before we leave it there, she looks over at Matir for a moment, and then uh, she can't really read anything with that T-shaped visor, and looks back over at um, Chieftain Baroya. The planet in question, Zorn, can offer something in recompense for your assistance. Call it a gift for however many warriors you are able to send, if they survive the coming battle. It is the Empire that is coming to their doorstep, but they have great factories capable of producing whole starships, as well as the components and weapons to add to them. Surely your clan could use a few ships to help it, whether it continues to take contracts or does take a seat at the larger galactic table. Oh, oh my. Now this does sound like the spark of an alliance between us and the people of Zorn that might prove far more fruitful than what you had let on. This might even be able to help us maintain our strength, as opposed to letting it slowly bleed away on the battlefield, as your friend here had shown. At present, I have a commitment from Zorn to produce... Ten ships of your choosing for your clan. Always hold a little bit of reserve, Ben. <laughs> Before we get down to exactly how much you're willing to provide for them, shall we discuss how many of my brothers and sisters you take? For we would not want to have Cad and his bodyguards be just as good as he is. We would never want it to be just him for the full squadron that you are offering. <laughs> yes, we wouldn't want your huts to be understaffed either. Look at it this way. Zorn can only be of assistance to your clan if it survives. You have to make perhaps a little bit of a gamble. How many troops can you send to its defense to ensure that it does survive, that it can produce those ships, and that you can develop a greater friendship with them in the long run? They won't forget if Mandalorian warriors are on that front line protecting their homes. Okay, and with that, I do want to get a social role from you. I'm assuming that this will be a negotiation. Probably going to be a negotiation. Now, for the way that you guys got through, whether they were taking the contract or not, I'm downgrading this once, and from the way that Matu has been ask acting, I'm tossing in a couple upgrades. Or, not, sorry, boost, not upgrades. Okay. Okay, so, t so two boosts, and you were downgrading the check. Yeah. Actually, you do get to upgrade it once. I had forgotten. Also bringing in the lost. Okay. Uh, I will need a difficulty, Ben. Oh, sorry, I thought that I had said that. It's a three purple. Okay. I also want to make an argument here. Because of the course Matu has put us down, we're not just doing, we're not just making a just a straight-up contract here. This is a lot more that trying to appeal to the honor or what Nima's more trying to appeal to now is the long-term. Mm -hmm. Because Vera showed her cards in terms of she wants her clan to get stronger. She wants to be able to do more. 
and she needs resources for that. And Zorn and his factories will be a huge resource, even if they're still paying some credits down the road. Okay. In that case, yeah, I'll give you an upgrade on that as well. Okay. And last but not least, I'm going to flip a light side point. Fair enough. So Nima began with two yellow, two green in negotiation. However, the two upgrades brought her up to four yellow. The light side point gives her a green. And then she has two blue from Mott2's initial argument versus three purple. Mm-hmm. And I'm also sort of carrying over from Mott2's argument that I'm not going to be... I'm feeling that the force is on your side. I'm not feeling that I should be using a dark side point. I use them so often I feel that I should. And we got four successes and three advantages. Sadly, no triumph on four yellows. It is a little bit of a um, sadness, but as a disturbing role. She confers with this older Mandalorian has long black but graying dreadlocks. And she's conferring with him and also Cad as they're discussing how many they could rightfully pull away from the hut contract that they've committed for. And as part of that, if I can sweeten the pot with three advantages, like they, you know, they don't have ships or a lot of big resources, but maybe they can throw in some repeaters, something that would just work really well against infantry. Okay, I can go with that, or I can toss in a gauntlet or two. A what? They're larger Mandalorian ships. Because all the Mandalorian ships look kind of the same. Give me a... Oh, I, I okay. I, I know what you're talking about. Because a gauntlet... Uh, the gauntlet is a very specific fang fighter, I thought. They've also been using it as a... Essentially, class of ship. Okay, I didn't I didn't realize that. Uh, obviously, a ship is better than, than repeaters. I just figured that off three branches, that would not be enough for a ship. <laughs> this is her their troop mover. That's This is a Silhouette 4 type ship. Okay. Small Silhouette 4... Is that big? Uh, that's like vanishing point size. Yeah. Okay, so that's four successes, three advantage on, on the how many Mandalorians uh, check. She turns back to you and says, After discussing with my lieutenants here, we will be able to provide you with two gauntlet transports fully manned, including ordnance for the ship itself. With what you have shown me, this shall be... As she's talking about this, the... Uh, schematics 4-1 is being pulled up in front of you. You can see the dozen chairs on either side and then the front cockpit with the sliding area for the Mandalorians to jump out of. With that, and Cad here as the lead, that should bring you up to a grand total of 49 Mandalorian fighters. And Cad was telling me that there's a group of Tulls that say that they owe you a debt. And they want to repay it as well. The more the merrier. And now, I do hate to bring in vagarities, but you had talked of Zorn being able to offer up ships if they survive. Yes, the current offer is of ten ships of your choosing. It will be able to complete manufacture for you and outfit. Only ten? But ten is a good starting play. Ten ships is still... that is a lot of credit value. Well, no, I cannot argue against that. I'm certain that once the battle's concluded, you can talk to the uh, Kasik Corsa himself and develop that friendship from there. Do we have an agreement? I do want to get one. That actually does sound like a flat-out negotiation. Okay. Sealing of the deal. Okay. What am I looking at difficulty-wise? 
This one is going to be, you're getting two boosts, and you're going up against two purple, one red. Okay. And threatening her with Cal is going to give you one setback. I wasn't threatening her. I was more saying she can deal directly with the source, because she's going to realize we're completely, we're the middlemen here. Yeah, I'm still going with that. All right, is the uh, red, does that come from that dark side point you just slipped? Yes, yes, it is. Well, that makes me feel less guilty about doing this. <laughs> All right, one green, three yellow, two blue versus two purple, a red, and a setback. <laughs> okay. Pete, say. Four successes, an advantage, and double, count them, two triumphs. That is just out and out impressive. Yeah, I... Oh, okay, we'll just send all the Mandalorians there. Okay, sorry, <laughs> just kidding. Basically. Uh, I'd actually like to possibly spin this one away. Like, we are coming to an accord here, but there's two triumphs in the field here. I'd like for Matu have gotten through to her on some deeper level, to have stirred that warrior spirit, to there is that that desire not to do this strictly for the sh- like for the ships or the credits but to make a damn point to the empire and to the alliance and to everybody else with this all right i'm figuring that that would be her taking her own command platoon and attaching itself to this mission she's going to personally oversee this yes awesome i love that <laughs> she picks up her mythosaur axe you can see her light repeating blaster strung across her back. This is going to be a fight the Empire's not going to ever forget. No, they won't. Except for the part where they don't know it's going to happen. <laughs> or the entire point is that they will never ever hear about it. Because everyone who assaults is going to die. And Nima will extend her hand towards Vera. We have an agreement? Yes. Hot Ija height, And that's when... Her armored hand grabs yours. She turns and starts barking orders at Cad and at this other guy, and they start scurrying off to ready their ships. I will tell the Kasik and his people to expect you. We do have one other stop we need to make before we will be returning to take part in the battle ourselves. May you make good time, and I shall see you on the battlefield. So as this meeting has come to a conclusion... Matu turns around on his heels and marches straight out of the war tent, past the guys with the four spikes, wanders straight into uh, where those two Mandalorian younglings were beating each other up earlier Mm -hmm. with the practice swords. They're both sitting there looking kind of tired. He grabs their swords from their hands. One of them complains. He kicks him in the chest, knocks him over, keeps walking around until he finds Amp, who's ogling over uh, Lita, says... uh, Hey! Throws one practice sword toward her. And then he takes up a stance and goes, Jukadir! You better pick up the sword. He's pretty unreasonable when he gets like this. Oh yeah, she she would catch it. And even though she's injured, she'll stand up. Jukadir! And she'll bring it up in a defensive stance. Initiative! Does sound like a thing. Amp will kind of make his way over to Matu and lean in and say, If you lose, drop me to, uh, you know... Shoot you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not want you to shoot me in the head over this one. Just offering. Why would I want that? That doesn't make any sense. Try to stay away from her face, you know. You got a cute little nose. How would you even interface with a 
a, a humanoid. I thought you were Didn't disgusted she by that us. to you when you were younger. <laughs> but how would you say that? What about Sally? Well, Sally and I have an understanding. Is Sally aware of this understanding? Listen, you're changing the subject. Just, you know, go, go easy on her. I'm not going to go easy on her. She's a Mandalorian. That would be insulting. Three successes, three advantages. All right. So she does react first. So the juke career is like a challenge, right? What is the actual meaning of it, Chris? Um, it means like to take arms, to take weapons. Okay. It's the Mando on guard. Yeah, kind of. So she's coming in and her goal here is not to, like she's fighting you, but right at the start here, she's more going to try to make you angry where she's not striking with her full might. She's more going to try to find gaps in your defense. She's testing you. She's trying to see how you handle your blade. Does you, do you have any defense or anything that would affect? I just have a, a melee defense. I actually don't have any like defensive. Like, okay. No, he's just a ready um, take. All right. So we're going to look at two green, two yellow versus uh, two purple and a black. So she's not really doing, she's not doing damage even for the purpose of this bout. She is just, when you're trying to bring your sword around to deflect, she's just maneuvering it around you and just poking you, just jabbing you actually in like some of the gaps of your armor, just trying to irritate you at this point. <laughs> okay. Are we are we tracking like strain damage? Or yeah, we, let's do this do as this? strain damage. And I, I assume it's like improvised weapon stats because they're just stakes, I guess. We can treat them like a truncheon or something. So plus two, so six damage equivalent. So I don't even think she's hurting you. She's just, and she's not trying to, she's just irritating you. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So then do I take any, am I taking strain damage for the advantage or am I just taking nothing because it doesn't break my soak? I'm thinking, why don't we make it one, one strain off of that where, again, she's starting to irritate you. So Matu will hit back. Uh, I assume there's one melee defense. Uh, probably for the sword? Yeah. Okay, so because of my brawn upgrade, we are now at three yellow, two green against two purple, one black. Success, two advantages. He takes a second to recognize the thrusting pattern being used against him to poke at his armor, then does a flourishing sweep to knock her sword far off arc so that she can't keep jabbing at him anymore. <laughs> And then I'm going to use my two advantages for a free maneuver here because I still have mine, right? Okay, so this is more for story effect. He goes to hop backwards to put a little distance and then unwittingly activates his force leap. And so just <laughs> rushes back a complete range band. Okay. So, so you hop clear across the room. Yeah. Well, I, I assume we're outside, so just like whoosh, like way back. I maybe almost knock a Mandalorian over who was watching it. Matu kind of looks around like that was weird, and then just does it again to close distance again. So I'm just spending my extra maneuvers just to cinematically have him jump around. Like the heck was that about? Lita's first looking for signs of like rocket boots or something, because <laughs> that's how most Mandalorians would do it. Do we want to make that a quick perception check on her, or is she realizing that there is something different here? <laughs> I'm going with that she's in the middle of battle, and if she's doing a perception check, it's going to be fairly upgraded. I am fine with that, because that more surprised her than anything. Alright, so I'm figuring that it, with this 
point that I'm flipping is uh, it's going to be a two red check. Okay. Three yellow versus two red. Okay. So two successes, a threat, and a despair. She realizes <laughs> you don't have rocket boots or anything, but she is so just focused on trying to like figure out that moment and looking at your like your kit that she's leaving herself wide open. Though it is your despair to to spend the easiest uses, you get a free upgrade on your check. Sure. That's fine. So then how is she responding to this? Matu has actually tried to smack her a bit. And she's actually felt it through the armor. How did you do that? I fight with true bravery. That doesn't explain how far you're able to jump. I do a lot of squats. (laughs) Now, how long do you plan to wail on me with this stick? Until I've determined the strength of your character. Well, with how dense your head is, Maddie, we could be here all night. Don't call me that. (laughs) Maddie. (laughs) Since Kith and TV are also there, that also means Raimi's there. And as this fight is going on, he's breaking out the epic fight music. Yes. (laughs) So that sort of brings us to the top of the round, I think? Yeah, because she she used her round to do perception, so... It was actually back over to Matu. Yes. Oh, I see. I Oh, okay. I thought you were going to also attack. My bad. Okay, so uh, with the despair, I get a free upgrade. So I've got four yellow, one green, two purple, one black. Ow. Wow. <laughs> Five successes and an advantage. So he just careens back with full strength, swings it. She raises to block both swords shatter into splinters. She flies back and this uh, little duel is over. He takes his little stubby end and throws it aside. Are you deploying with the group heading to Zorn? Uh, how quickly has, has like news spread of that? <laughs> or is this news to her? I think that this would be news to her. Matthew pretty much ran here. Yeah, that's what I thought. Zorn, what are you, what are you talking about? I fight with the Rebel Alliance. There's a base on Zorn that we're trying to protect, and we just got approval from your chieftain that some of your people, our people, are going to head over to help defend it and bring honor back to the Mandalorians. Will you be going with them? And from when like the sword shattered, you know, she's still pretty badly injured. She was hunched over a bit before, and when you say that, she stands up as straight as she can. I will. Good. Then after we've successfully defeated the Empire, you can have your say of whatever it is you want to say. Good. Which means you're going to have to make sure to survive through the battle. Ugh. That's a given. Believe me. I have no intention of dying to the Empire today or any day. Which is funny given the way you've painted your armor. (laughs) Let's just say I've had a few revelations and it's helping me along. Let's also... Never mind. Are those terms acceptable? I don't think you're going to give me any better. Yes. He goes to turn around. He starts heading towards his people because he needs to talk about his next idea. But then he stops and he turns around and says, Have you ever seen the future? I suppose it depends on which sense you're asking. But I'm guessing with the way you jumped back there, you're meaning it in the literal one. I am. Something like that before. Guessing whatever I see pales in comparison to whatever you've seen. I wouldn't go that far. But I would go as far as to say that when we both survive this, I'm going to have my own questions. I look forward to answering them, 
and I have plenty of my own. <laughs> I like your friend Amp. Oh, please, don't. <laughs> Do not encourage that. That is a very, very bad I idea. I think he's good for you. He helps lighten you up. <laughs> you should have seen him before the last mission was over. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Hukat Kama, which means watch my back. Hukat Kama. There are no tears underneath that Mandalorian helmet. Where are you getting this idea from? Um, and he... No tears, but a single one, maybe. It's sweat. sweat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is also a conveniently salty liquid. Dude, did you ask about me? Actually, one more thing before uh, when Mati's turn to walk off towards his people, uh, Lita will call out, Amp, take care of my son for me. Absolutely. And he bows. I'll take care of our son. <laughs> 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 At which Raimi would give, he would give sort of the astromech, like, oh my word. Tweet, tweet, tweet. As if he was my very own. I know we're running a little long, um, and I'm going to, to throw a massive curveball here. So if this does not work, this is a good time for Christine of the future to just edit this part out. <laughs> and then we could just end the episode where we just ended it, and then... We don't have to worry about it. But I still want to put it out there, so I'm going to put it out here. Um, so Matu meets up with the official crew back on the vanishing point, sitting around the usual degeric table, as they do. I've been thinking a bit. After TV gave us that rather detailed explanation of what happened on Scarif. Suspiciously detailed. And I've been thinking ever since the duel. You know, the only reason we've been successful on this mission here on this planet is because I haven't wavered from who I am. I'm a Mandalorian warrior. And yes, that is inconvenient at times. To you, to our other allies, very inconvenient to our enemies. But it's by staying true to who we are that gives us members of the Alliance our real strength. I mean, look at this guy. Nudges Amp. Hmm? I've been thinking that perhaps we're going about the defense of Zorn all wrong. You know, we're trying to beat the Imperials at their own game. We're trying to amass an equal force to hold them back. But that's how the Empire wins their battles. They win them with numbers and attrition. I looked to the future and I already saw that if we don't, if our specific set of skills aren't in play, that the battle will be lost. However, our specific set of skills can be replicated. Harden is as good as a saboteur as Kif is. This chieftain and this other woman who claims to be my mother, they are as strong as Mandalorian warriors as I am. And, thanks to Kif's pack rat ways, we have a T-Series tactical droid. What if, instead of standing our ground and hoping that the slavers, which you don't want to negotiate with, do you? Not especially. I wasn't even going to go there except for that part of your vision. But the future can be changed. Master Plo explicitly told me that. So this is what I'm thinking. What if we have enough to slow down the Imperials on the ground? And maybe the four of us sneak aboard the Star Destroyer when it gets here. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is insanity. There's at least a thousand people aboard a Star Destroyer. I was actually thinking do? that girls love heroes. <laughs> Big damn heroes. A handful of scrappy people who barely knew each other. A rebel captain, a blind guy, some dude with a big gun, and a 
sarcastic droid were able to steal the plans to the Death Star, why couldn't we capture an Imperial Star Destroyer and end the battle before we ever had to wait for the Armada to get there? We already know there's someone on board that's on our side. Dude, we can do this. Kith, Kith raises a hand kind of slowly. You really should just stop talking and stop raising your <laughs> hand so much. Well, you guys get kind of intense. <laughs> there's yelling, and I imagine there's a lot of spittle inside the helmet, and Nima gets all serious-based <laughs> and blustery, and TV chimes in with whatever TV chimes in with. I just, you know, I figure it's easier this way I get everyone's... Anywho! You can call me Amp. No. I was actually thinking about the same thing. It's a horrible idea, then. Uh, the boarding the Star Destroyer idea, or the replicating our skill sets? Yes. Well, the three of your skill sets. Well, that would help, too, because they're us on the ground. That's grand, but... Because if we can get on the main ship, we can not only... Oh, okay, sure, maybe we take it over, but we could interrupt all of their processes. We can divert communications, we can power down things, we can scramble their troops in ways they're not expecting. We can just cause problems. No, it's an idea that has merit. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but given the size of the debris field, that could provide an opening to potentially board, especially if they are launching ships to engage Captain Rello 7. 7 being the name of the ship, not the number. We, we also have, Harden and I were talking about magnetic... Mines. Who says they all have to be explosive? Point, although then we would need some spacesuits, and even then, anybody who boards that ship, it is a suicide mission. What about Zorn isn't? Point. Scary that it's Kith making it, but yeah. We could also, I mean, we know the playbook. They tried to ruin our ship. All we have to do is do the same thing. P-com, S-com. I was thinking about that too. Life support. We've got a lot of experience on one kind of ship. This is, well, just that, but a little bit bigger. Although someone still has to lead things from the ground. There might be somebody to replicate all of your skill sets. There isn't somebody for me. Well, then maybe that's the one person we need to go find. Even if they're not going to participate in the battle, if there's a... I'm still thinking about taking that Zygerian meeting. If nothing else... It's an opportunity to free some slaves on somebody else's dime. Well, in the vision, there was something still significant on Kawak. It would be foolish to ignore it entirely, I suppose. Given we have the time for it, it's worth at least taking a look around. Just if I look like I'm about to stab this Zygerian prince or whoever with a fork, just we'll, we'll call it there and we'll head, we'll head back to Zorn. That, that's where TV shoots you in the head, I think. Oh, good. We'll just ask for soup, so we only have spoons. But that's dull. It'll hurt more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> From leverage to, to Robin Hood in one fell swoop. Start working up a list of what we would need to board a destroyer and what we would need to do damage. We're going to need something to blow through blast doors in case Amp can't slice through it. We're going to need possibly vacuum suits. We have to do a walk on the hull. We're going to need spare power packs. It's going to be a it's going to require a lot and we'll have to decide if it is just us or some of us or if we are sending any of our other allies so are we in hand in don't leave her hanging hand Nima looks over at amp chicks love a hero 
Well, if you put it that way. Puts his hand in. Well. Now here we are standing in a circle. And then Raimi sort of reaches up with the fine manipulator arm, putting his hand, like his <laughs> manipulator yes! in. I told you he has arms. <laughs> well, if, uh, if we're going to die in this battle, we might as well do it with some style. And Nemo will put her hand on top. Cowabunga! <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me, Christine, worried about what Leslie is giggling about over at 12th Night. That's 1-2-T-H Night with a K. You can find... I just blanked in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> Dude, wait till after the episode you, to you upload the spice. Too, too much in character. Too much in character. You can find the meat sack that plays Amp. You can call me TV93. Oh, wait. Reverse that. <laughs> on Twitter at nope, nope, <laughs> Are you carrying a plasma torch? Because I am seeing sparks. And you can find me, Leslie, at LeslieGS. Also Kith. Uh, you can find me and my other podcast, Silhouette Zero, at Silzio Chris. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. Uh, we're in season two. It's hilarious, I think. I don't know. You tell me. I'm liking season two. I am so far behind and I hate myself. Uh, honestly, I just kind of jumped into season two because, well, it's new season. So it's a jump in point. And we are all at thehydeanway.com where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Drop a holocom to heroes at thehydeanway.com. If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash way or at ko-fi.com slash way. Ta-da!